0: Blog talk
1: Radio. Good evening, and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel,
0: and I'm Darren Noel.
1: And we are just days away from spring, so um, I can I'm I'm, ch- I'm channeling spring in. I feel it coming. I know it's going to be here. And so, one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight is putting a hard reset on your relationships. Um, one of the things I think that happened, I, I've seen so many couples this winter who this winter has been dark and cold and hard for a lot of people. Right. And for a lot of people this time of year, this winter season, after the holidays come and the New Year comes, it's just like a long stretch between that, that time and spring, and people can have some damage to their relationship. So what we wanted to talk about tonight is as the season resets for, for, for spring, why don't we reset some of the things that are in your relationship? Why don't we look at the ways to, you know, let's just get to making relationships better. So if your relationship is good and you want it to be great, if it's bad and you want it to be good, if it's bad and you want it to be gone, that's also a reset. Yeah, absolutely. we got to talk about resetting relationships and getting to know what happens in a relationship and what needs to change. So this week we're going to talk about how to reset a relationship if you decide to keep that relationship. And next week we're going to talk about how to reset a relationship if you decide not to keep the relationship.
0: Okay, all right, all right. So this
1: week is about keeping the relationship. So we've got um, some information from.
0: And this is from an article from the, the wellnesswire.com, the wellnesswire.com. And the article on there is called Tips to Reset Your Relationship, Tips to Reset Your Relationship. And they ten different points about what it takes to reset your relationship. First one they mentioned is ask yourself, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question to ask uh, when, you're, when you're trying to reset the relationship. Maybe you got into uh, a lock and you can't get over a, situ- a disagreement that you guys are on. I seems like a, a never ending things going on for the last month. We you say, you know what, we just need to reset. And you can get to that situation where, you know what, it's not that important for me to be right in a situation. I'd rather just be happy. I'm going to take a step back.
1: Let me let me be careful and say that as we go through these things, as a as a therapist, I have to say this. That's if you know what happy is and that's if you know what right is. I mean, so in other words, if you're in a relationship I was talking to someone today that said they're in a physically abusive relationship and just to be happy, she stopped talking about the beatings. I mean Mm. so to me. That's not a reset. Right.
0: No, that's
1: not what we're talking about. So we're talking about if, if things are just dry, long, so pretty good in your relationship, but you've got arguments or big issues that keep coming up that are of the non-physically threatening type, so you don't believe that your life is in danger or in imminent danger, then these are the resets that you talk about. So right. the first thing is, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? The truth is not rather be right. Damn. Really? Oh,
0: absolutely. Happiness is
1: overrated. I'm right, dog. I'm right. <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I don't know if that's the case all, all in time, Dr. Noel. I mean, because you know, what we all get into the relationship to what to be happy. No one gets into relationship just to be right. That's not true. People get into relationship to be right. Yeah, I picked the right chick or the right dude, and this to what is... to be
1: happy, right? I don't think everybody gets into relationship to be happy. I made you to be financially sound, and that makes you happy,
0: doesn't it? Well,
1: yeah. Well, thank you. Okay, so what I think, would you rather be right, would you rather be happy is, in other words, if you're arguing about things that you can't change, like your mom sucks, or um, 20 years ago you yelled at me and I'm having reverb from that,
0: do we need to keep dragging
1: that out, or can we just say,
0: you know what, it's okay? Right. Well, you say, you think something happened 20 years ago. Like, no, that's not the way I recall it. That's not really what happened. We're going back and forth. But you know what? Guess what? I'm going to take a high road. I apologize. You, this, if this is what we think happened. I'll move on. I'm i in the wrong. You know what I, I think we should ahead. do?
1: I think we need to have a show on temporary lapses of insanity because I think a <laughs> lot of times people just act like they don't remember a situation. They people don't remember, remember
0: offending somebody. Well, people remember circumstances differently. You know, we can say something, but the impact and intent we have with somebody doesn't necessarily match up. Someone may be saying something, hey, my intent wasn't to hurt your feelings, but reality, the impact was you did, okay? And you, were, you didn't mean to. You didn't mean to come across that way. But the way, I, the way I read it, for whatever reason, maybe I was having a bad day. I had an argument at work. Um, I, had ar- at, uh, I was at a car accident on the way home, whatever the case may be for somebody. And when that, when that conversation happened, they could have taken it the wrong way. You know, what, sometimes that's a cop-out. I feel like, oh, I didn't intend to call you stupid.
1: Really? Oh, I was just angry back in the world, so that's when I called my wife a home. It's like, seriously? <laughs> so, like, I think uh, most of the time we can control our mouth, and most of the time we know what we're saying, but we do it on purpose. So I think would you rather be right or would you rather be happy is, is that small thing worth your entire relationship? I agree. Is it really worth your relationship? And but. I, I don't know. It I, mean,
0: depends. Well, I mean, this is generic. I mean, again,
1: I'm I agree. Kind of it depends Give me out Do you think I would rather be right or happy? out <laughs> honest truth.
0: Talk about milk. Get out of truth. Do I think that you would rather be happy, or would you rather be right? You like you'd rather be both. So happy when
1: I'm right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be right, happy. Right. Right. <laughs>
0: so what's number two? So number two is okay. Make make an effort to make sure you're working on your communication. Master the fine art of communication. Like we talked about, many times communication can be misconstrued and not come across. Misconstrued. Misconstrued, thank you. See, this misconstrued. Is a perfect, misconstrued. Hey, that's this that a perfect example. <laughs> that's
1: that public school education coming out. That's a perfect example that
0: <laughs> okay, communication, okay? So we need to work on that communication. I think that's the key for re- resetting it and making sure you're explaining what you want, explaining what your goals are, explaining what your expectations are, and making it very clear to the person so they know.
1: I want to stop for a second and talk about communication. I okay. think this is one of, I've got the five pillars that we've talked about lots of weeks in a row about the five things that have to be good in a relationship for a, successful, for a relationship to flourish and be successful. And one of the things is communication. And I put honesty under communication. I don't have honesty as separate. So when communication is honesty. And one of the things I think that's so important about communication is making sure that people have full knowledge of what's happening for you and why you're behaving the way you're behaving. That's a really big piece of communication. Also, there's a difference between having a dialogue and making a statement. So a lot of times people tell me, "Um, I communicated that to her, Dr. Noel. I don't know why she's acting like I didn't tell her. And so I'll have a spouse say, it's not that he didn't tell me, it's that he just informed me what he, of what he would be doing, and we didn't have a dialogue.
0: So it wasn't a discussion. There was no chance for feedback. Uh, so the person to feel like, oh, okay, if you just like you're giving me, just like a statement, here's where we're going. It's not like it's a decision we're making. You've made the decision already. You're just letting me know that you made the decision. Absolutely. And so I think
1: another part of communication is not just how you communicate with the other person. Are you communicating about your communications with other people? Right. That's another part of communication. A lot of times I think people take for granted that what they say to husband and wife will be confidential. And a lot of times, and I think this is really interesting to me, that for a husband or wife to testify against their husband or wife in court, you can't make them do it. There's a clause where right. a husband or wife cannot or doesn't have to testify. Right. Let me say cannot. Doesn't have to testify against a husband or wife. Correct. But a lot of times in our daily activities, we'll have a private conversation with our spouse and go repeat it to mom or dad or go repeat it to your sister or go repeat it to your coworker. And then your spouse is hearing their business later at the coffee table, at a dinner, with a funny look on somebody's face. So another part of communication is not just telling the truth and being upfront about situations, But also keeping your communications to each other.
0: Right. I think you may want to talk about communication as you're resetting a relationship. Ask your partner, am I communicating effectively towards you? Mm -hmm. Are you getting what you need from a communication standpoint from me? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what's going on with me? Mm -hmm. Am I listening enough on the communication you're giving me? Am I receiving the information that you're sending me properly? And have that discussion, hey, or it's an area we need to work on and improve on.
1: And and hopefully this is something that, that couples are working on throughout the relationship. You know, when a couple first gets together, they're interested in each other. They're asking questions. You really want to know what her favorite color is. You really care mm-hmm. what her favorite show is. Do you watch Scandal? Do you watch CBS? What do you do? And then as years pass by, instead of communicating, people move to mind-reading behaviors, which, like, never works because most people aren't mind-readers. Right. So, the biggest thing I see next to people, not their communication styles not being good or they're sharing information with someone else is not communicating at all and expecting that, oh, well, you should have known that I didn't like this. You should have known that I felt that way, as opposed to actually saying to the other person, hey, babe, can I talk to you first? Now, one good way to reset communicating communication is to decide to have a weekly meeting.
0: That's a great idea. Where you talk
1: about not just your relationship, but really what's going on. Hey, this week coming up is going to be a busy week for me, so if you're texting me throughout the day, don't be surprised if I don't respond because the job is really, you know, calling on us to be all hands on deck for A, B, or C. Hey, the kids have 74 things to go to, and I can only take them to 50, so I'm going to be expecting you to help me do this. Um, Hey, babe, now this is something that's really important for people to communicate, mood changes. Hey, you may notice my mood is changing because my cycle is coming or because this is the week that we're going to do uh, work reviews at work and I know that I got a bad one coming up or this is the anniversary of when uh, my mom passed away Ooh, or there you go. every time this year, every time this time of year, every fall, I mean, well, what is it? Spring. Every spring I get sad because I miss the snow. Like whatever those things are that you know about yourself, communicating that to your partner, not just assuming, well, last year it was the same date. Why can't you remember that?
0: Absolutely. That assumption thing is on the list also, the separate topic, but you hit it right in the head. Don't assume. Go ahead and ask. Ask for clarification. Make sure you understand. Don't just assume that you understand what your partner wants and, and, and what their needs are. Make sure you're asking them. Are you getting everything that you need, okay? What's going on What's going on with you? How is everything
1: going for you at work? Take notes about it, too. Make an effort. I make a purposeful effort. I'm intentional about remembering the names of my husband's coworkers. That's an intentional thing on my part, so that every week if he's telling me, you know, what's going on, how he felt about something, I don't have to keep saying, now, who is that? is that? Who is that? I kind of have a, a basic idea of who the players are in his life, whether it be work or whether it be – Uh, whatever else he's got going on, know who the players are. And so I want you guys to be taking notes. Now, this is really interesting. A lot of couples, this is very um, anti what most couples do, but I encourage you to take notes on what your spouse, what your partner is saying to you about what's going on for them. So I do keep some notes on what's happening, not so that later I can come back and yell them and say, on March 19th at 8 o'clock you said blah, 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 but more so that that I can have a running understanding of what's happening in his life.
0: Okay, no, that's a great tip. That's definitely a great tip. Mm-hmm. Also, on the assumption piece, I would also make sure you ask, ask your partner how they're feeling. You know, in addition to what's going on with you, how are you feeling? Are you feeling, in, in general, are you feeling sad? Are you feeling stressed right now? So you can help. Oh, you know what? I thought everything was fine. They could say, you know what? I am really stressed out. What? i got to audit at work or something going on. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I know something strange with the kids that's bothering me, but I haven't had a chance to mention it to you. Oh, wait a minute. When did that happen? I didn't even know anything about it. Okay, ask them, take that time and say, how are you feeling? Let me not just assume because you have a, a happy face on and you're making it happen that everything is okay. Let me ask and not just assume with that.
1: And then one other thing about communication before we, before we move on is don't always have negative communication. Sometimes have something positive to report. Oh, I, mean, okay. I think one of the things that happens with communication is I hear people say, when I first got married to my husband, I could tell him about my job and he didn't mind. Now he thinks all I'm doing is right thing. Okay. So remembering to say some of the good things, like, you know what, it was such a good job into work today. Man, this is the first time I was on this restaurant. It wasn't a backup. I'm glad I took that route. You know, those types of things so that your partner also knows that something positive is going on instead of, Everything is dim, dark, and negative.
0: Sure, we passed the audit at work. Uh, I got a great review at work. Things are going well. My project went well. All these different types of things.
1: So, one thing that can, one book that can tell you about communication styles is Personality Plus. Yep. Um, Who's the author of that? There, Lawrence Littell. Lawrence Littell is the author of Personality Plus. That's a a really good book to read. Another book about communication styles, or this is kind of people books, is The Five Love Languages. It talks about how a partner feels love or expresses love for someone else, and so these are ways that you can know. Hey, when my partner gives me such positive things about me, he's trying to communicate love. Or when my husband doesn't tell me what's going on, he's not trying to exclude me; he's trying to protect me from his stress, like right. knowing.
0: Gary Chapman. Um, another point. You mean the five love languages? The five love languages. That's correct. So another point that they made uh, about learning to fight fair. You know, if you are going to have disagreements. Yeah, make sure you have some rules and guidelines so you don't fight. You talk about make sure you're calling a timeout, things get too heated, okay, never fronted, never arguing or fighting in front of the kids, okay, not dredging up the past. You know, we're in the middle of talking about one thing, but, you what know, five years ago this happened. Wait a minute, what is this coming out of you? Just stick to the topic at hand, don't continue to bring up the past, okay, things of that nature. So have some rules of engagement when you guys are going to have a disagreement if you have that, Okay.
1: You know, let me let me talk about fighting fair for a second. There's a lot of assumption that if you just fight fair, um, things will be okay because there's no way to eliminate arguing from a relationship. And I agree with that. There's always going to be disagreements. But in addition to fighting fair, what fair means is not taking low cuts, low shots. Um, you know, that's why your mother wasn't there for you anyway. Um, that's why your daddy walked out because you just like your dad, you know, Ooh. those things are, Move, move. That's why your last wife cheated on you, because, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. That's, you don't use those things in fighting fair, or your boss is right. You are a twit, you know, those wow. kinds of things. That's not fighting fair. And when I do couples counseling, couple, I hear all these things. Not fighting fair is, you know what, um, it's been three years since the baby got here, and you still fat, what's up with that? I mean, those things are not mm-hmm. fighting fair. Right. And fighting fair is meaning that you can have a disagreement, but you can say, babe, wait, wait a second, take a look at what I'm talking about. Slow down, hear me. Hear me when I tell you that I get offended when you do X Y Z. Stick
0: to the topic. At hand. Like sticking
1: to the top of the topic at hand, not theme rolling. Theme rolling is when, um, you know, your husband comes home and he says, "Hey, you know what? I'm surprised there's no dinner ready." And you go, "You know what? I'm surprised you're talking about dinner when back in 1892 you didn't do X Y and Z." And then blah blah, like you just like, everything, that. Right, everything that happens. <laughs> rushing back. Right. So, so I want to be careful to say fighting fair is not about, oh, if I just know all the right things to say. It's about not purposefully hurting someone just because you want to win. So it goes back to am I right or am I happy? It goes back to positive communications, how to communicate well, that even in an the argument there's a way to communicate positively.
0: Agreed, agreed. Another point to talk about is go ahead and commit already. I think as we we're going to about resetting relationships, it's a great time to evaluate your relationship if you're not married. You know, so to take a sense of where is the relationship going? Are, we going? are we going in the right direction? Are we aligned with one another where the relationship is going? Are we headed toward marriage? Are we just uh, friends with benefits that we talked about a couple weeks ago? Or are we still trying to figure it out? We're dating, maybe possibly dating some other people. We tend to like each other, but we're possibly going to continue to grow the relationship. So kind of decide on that piece of where you guys are going in the relationship and go ahead and, and be comfortable with that and commit to that.
1: You know, commit or not commit, I mean, that's such, that's such a big topic. Because yeah. Because people are on two separate, like, sometimes people can be on just totally different wavelengths. And I think you all have to, as a couple, define what commitment is and what it means to you and what it looks like. I mean, I find so many people that are overcommitted. I'll put it that way. Like, yes. you would think that the biggest thing is that people are not committed enough. But what I'm finding is that people are overcommitted. Let me give you an example of overcommitment. You start dating him. You guys have been dating six months. Maybe you couldn't wait to have sex or you're having sex. And then he says, hey, I'm taking a trip out of town. Oh, I'm leaving for a job. And you say, if you really cared about me, you wouldn't do that. Because if you were committed to me, you would stay. But nobody's talking mirrors. Nobody's talking about long-term future. You guys are just kind of doing your thing. So, So what are we getting committed to? So most people... Usually in, in a couple, in a couple of so to speak, one person wants way more commitment than the other person is willing to give, and nobody set the commitment boundaries. Nobody said, listen, hey, you know, I'm not looking to go anywhere big in this relationship. I'm just having fun and hanging out. I, mean, I think that's one good thing to know going to the spring. Don't think because it's sunny outside and you're feeling
0: happy and euphoric that this means he loves you and he'll love you forever. Right. Need to, you need to find out what do you guys boast at, what do you want, what does your partner want? Are you on the same page? And make make sure make it a, make it uh, a point to communicate that verbally. Don't just assume. Well, I think he or she feels this way. That I I know I or I believe they know how I feel. Go ahead and verbalize it to one another right. and ask them. How, how do you feel? What do you see us going?
1: Right. I mean, I mean, I think the other thing is like I'll never forget this. I know a lot of guys that are let's say dating strippers, and then he'll make the comment of. She's not as committed to me as I thought she was. Okay, well, you know, what's the lack of commitment? Well, she was lap dancing for person A or person B. Well, that's her job. Right. You know, so I think a lot of times, too, people set themselves up for commitment with people that are not commitment worthy. Good point. And so you're looking for some kind of long-term commitment from somebody that has never really shown himself or herself to be commitment material. So you also have to be, like, equally yoked, for
0: lack of a better word, with someone that's at the same level of commitment that you want to be at. Absolutely, and that's important. The only way you're going to find that out is properly communicating with them, and so you know where they stand and they know where you stand. Absolutely, okay. One thing they talk about also in these same relationship is about embracing forgiveness, okay, mm-hmm. letting, go some of the, letting go some of the past, being able to forgive situations of the past, okay. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I want to admit, this is my personal is, even though you're forgiving and you're, someone's forgiving you, you still need to atone for some of those past sins at times. Okay, you can't say, "Well, yeah, I messed up a whole bunch of times. Just forgive me, and then, and then that's it." You know, ask the person, well, "What are you going to do to kind of make up or heal some of those wounds that you've offended your partner with?" Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I would recommend we talk about the five love languages, right? Talk to them, how can I, make, how can I make this, how can I heal some of those wounds? Okay, I, I would tap into some of the five love languages sometimes, because a lot of times when you've hurt or offended somebody, you depleted their, their love tank, so they're feeling not loved, right? So how do you fill that love tank back up? You've got to fill it back up in the different uh, different aspects of the five love languages. If, you know, they talk about you give gifts. Some people like gifts. Some people like spending quality time together. Some people like uh, affection and touch. Some people like words of positive affirmation. Talking Some people to just talk to, you to
1: stop cheating.
0: Some people just want to stop cheating. I think it's just
1: also, you can do all five of those love languages, but if you're still going to have an affair.
0: But my point is, so if you... If you Someone has cheated against somebody, right? How are you going to make that up, make them comfortable? Guess what? I'm going to talk about you going to let them know where you're at. Hey, here's my cell phone. Here's my password to my cell phone. You can take a look at my cell phone every time. I have nothing to hide. I'm no longer that person. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to make up for that in the best possible way I can, okay? I'll let you know who who I am. I'm not going to be alone with someone from the opposite sex. And if I have to be for whatever reason, I'm going to let you know about it. I'm going to be alone with Susan. we got to go to a work meeting, and we're going to be there from, from uh, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., okay? Try and make that up. It can't just be, oh, forgive me, and then uh, you haven't done anything to earn that forgiveness, okay? So I'm recommending try the uh, best you can't atone for some of those past sins, mm-hmm. not just forgive me and that's it. Okay. Okay? Another um, thing I also talk about that I want to recommend is, When you're trying to make an improvement or resetting your relationship, okay, pick one to most three things that you guys are going to work on um, as you're trying to move ahead in your relationship, okay? You can't be to solve every single problem in the next 90 days. You know what? Let's focus on maybe one thing that we're going to work on to improve our relationship. (laughs) Let's work on that, communicate updates, how's it going along the way, okay? And I say we're going to replace that, change everything in our relationship, at one time. It's not humanly possible. You really can't do that. Let's focus on one, the most three different things, and then we're going to work on improving these things.
1: Dr. world. you guys know me. I'm big on one new thing a month. Mm-hmm. You can have a 1,000 problems, but you can only work, work really on one at a time. And another thing people do when they come to couples counseling is they say, i got 700 problems, and he's got 30 days to fix all 700 or I'm out. Right. It's not going to happen because nobody can run that kind of marathon in every single arena. So you have to take one thing a month. That's just my clinical opinion. And, I mean, if you need treatment and you come into the office, you'll see that it's a fuller program than that. But one thing a month and attack that one thing
0: aggressively. And I would discuss that with your partner. Agree on a time frame that we're going to see improvement in this. You know what? See, I disagree. I disagree. Some things can
1: have a time frame, but some things cannot. So, for example, If you tell a person, I mean, some things are immediate. Stop sitting with that huffing now. I mean, that's an immediate thing. But if you say, I'm going to do that, then I want you to trust me in 30 days, it may not work that way. Well, let's say
0: um, I give a time frame that you're going to evaluate to see if it's working, meaning, okay, the problem is I don't think you help with the kids enough. Guess what? We're going to agree to, guess what, Uh, twice a week I'm going to pick up the kids from school, Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to commit this. I'm, I can do that for the next 30 days. Let's see how it goes. Does that make a difference or not? Mm-hmm. You know what? We did that for 30 days. Oh, great. That, that really solved the problem. I felt much better. Let's continue. With that's the plan. 30 days, you know what? That's still not enough. You know, it helped, but It's still not enough. We need to do, do a different plan. So let's have a time frame that you're going to evaluate this and see if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. circle back to the Okay. Okay? All right. That's what we're talking about. See how
1: I let him be right. <clears throat>
0: Go ahead. But do you feel happy? Not so much. This <laughs> is okay. just joking. Yes, I'm happy, right? Okay, good, good, good. Uh, the other one, point they make in the article is about being trustworthy. Actually, being a, a man or a woman of your word, um, as you're making commitments and things of like that nature in a relationship. And if you haven't been, make that a trigger. Guess what? I'm going to start to be trustworthy. I'm going to be a man or woman of my word. It's definitely important in a relationship. So someone to be able to trust what you are saying, and that you're going to do what you're saying you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: Let me, let me say this. Trustworthiness is one of those things that you can, it can take a long time to build, but like a day to destroy. This is true. And I think, and it can be various ways that you can destroy trust. I mean, hiding money, lying about whereabouts, just kind of being general and shady, I mean, <laughs> You ever dated somebody that's just kind of shady? Where are you at? I was sort of here, I was sort of there, I was sort of everywhere. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you one of the things in a relationship that goes back to communication is transparency. And, and a lot of times people say, I'm grown, Dr. Well, Why do I have to tell him or her where I'm going?
0: And I always say,
1: because you chose to be in a relationship with them. And in relationships, people want to know where you are. If you have a work relationship, and your boss walks in and says, hey, I need to see you at 1 o'clock, and you say, I can't do it, he has every right to say, oh, okay, what's up? Where are you going to be? <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to ask right, you Right, right. But I if know he, I'm asking that. Why but if you? you're at home and your wife or your man asks where you're going to be and you get to that I don't have to tell you where I'm going, then you look shady. I'm huh? not four. He, I, 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 can't, I can't just walk out and tell him where I'm going. Absolutely not. You need to be able to be transparent enough to say, I'm going to hang out over John's house I just wanted to go play some games, babe. That's all right. You know, that kind of a thing. It doesn't have to be, please, baby, please let me go. But I think as adults, if, now, again, I'm not talking about 16-year-olds. As an adult, you ought to be able to say, hey, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, this is where I'm going to be. I really don't know why people get so hung up on what I have to tell him or her where I'm going all the time. I really, me, I don't get
0: it. Let me ask you a question, this. How does that, there's a difference between dating and someone who's actually married.
1: I guess it depends on if you're doing an overcommitted dating thing or not. Okay. You know, but and I do think, I mean, I think that people keep a little bit more vague what they're doing when they're dating, but I think it also depends on the person. Some people really don't mind you knowing their whereabouts, and some people do. And generally when the people don't want you to know where they are, unless they're in the CIA, the FBI, or NCIS or whatever, they're generally doing some shady.
0: So what's the secret? Right. I mean, why can't you tell me where you're at? I mean,
1: I mean, even if it's I'm hanging with the boys, oh, y'all going to be on the west side? Y'all going to be in the loop? Where are you going to be? Oh, we're going to be where we at. I mean, what is that? I mean, what does that mean? Because I feel like then what you're saying is, is that I'm too immature to communicate with you where I'm going because I'm sneaking to do something that I don't want to talk to you
0: about. I mean, because realistically, you're a dog. Guess what? What if there's an emergency? <laughs> I need to get a hold of you. You know, I need to get something, something happened in the family. Something has happened. I need to get a hold of it. I don't know. Where, where do you go? I don't know. Where is she at? I don't know. I can't get a hold of her. It's, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not talking about childhood stuff, but adults, things happen in life, and mm-hmm. you need to know how to communicate with people and get a hold of them.
1: Let's put it to like this. nine eleven happens, and if you don't know where your spouse is, is he at the World's Center? I don't know. I don't know where he go Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Right, right. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> oh, right. Like, oh, there was, like, in Minnesota a few years back, there was a bridge that collapsed. Right. Was your husband on a bridge? I don't
0: know because, you know, I'm not really sure where he was. What?
1: What, I mean,
0: time like, what time, time. You was leave what time you, I'm not gonna tell you what time I'm leaving. You
1: know, That's so what wh- what's all the hostility about when you ask about whereabouts? And I think a lot of it comes from peer pressure. I hear so many people saying I don't tell I don't have to tell my man where I'm going. That means he doesn't care or he doesn't want you to ask where he's going. <laughs> It doesn't, doesn't make you like a woman, it means that either he doesn't want you to ask him something or he doesn't care where you're going cuz he's just not that into you. That's
0: a good and point. if you fall
1: off of a bridge just what? Who cares? I don't know where you're going anyway.
0: Right. So some someone asked her, do you know where she is? I have no idea. I really don't care. Ask her mama, right? Right. <laughs> right. Ask her mama. I'm not I'm not that into her. She's not mine. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it she says. She's not mine. What number we on now? Okay. Well, right now we're on seven. We did. Um, okay, we got to kick through them kind of quickly. Yep. Uh, learn to share unconditionally. I don't know. I do not the stuff. Like that. No, no. no. Uh, nurture your, your, your partner's dreams and goals. Big, help big time. about that. Big time. Uh, realize that real romance isn't isn't just roses. You know, there's actually work that has to go into relationships, relationship. It's not just all smiling and games and things of that nature. It actually takes work to develop that relationship and develop that intimacy and things of that nature. So it does take work. Okay, and uh, that's our it. Yeah.
1: So if you're thinking of resetting your relationship because it's you know new season or just because things aren't going exactly how you want them to do, and you just kind of want to reset, think of these guidelines. But also, there may be things particular to you that you need to restore, you need to change, and work on those things. So sit down, have a conversation, and find out where your relationship is going. If you need help, seek outside therapy. Get some, get an intermediary or a third person to help you kind of view it.
0: Um, so you need to get that kind of help, give us a call at 630-428-2344. New Associates.
1: All right, guys, have a good Wednesday evening. Spring will be here yeah. by the next time we talk, by the next time we meet. We'll have spring, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.